Oscar Scares. Mark Bickley. And Mark Bickley joins us now, but he joins us all the way from the Gold Coast. What are you doing up there, mate? Hey, Tim and Rowie. I'm actually in Brisbane, actually. I'm in the, ah. uh, uh, the, the old athletic stadium that in Brisbane that hosted the, uh, the 1982 Commonwealth Games. It's the schoolboy championships up here oh. for 10 to 12 year olds and, my youngest son is up here competing in the high jump, if you can believe that. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Did of you... course, I was a spring Hill Jack myself. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, up here. South Australia have brought a team of 59 young uh, boys and girls up here, and uh, today is the first day, and it's just kicked off. So, wow. um, yeah, it's outstanding, and everyone's a little bit apprehensive and nervous, but uh, we hope they do well, and I'm sure they will. Absolutely. I, I can re- vividly remember... Rob DiCasella coming into that stadium after uh, running a fantastic marathon and winning the Commonwealth Games gold medal that uh, that particular day. Oh, wow, what a stadium. That's that's great for the kids, though, isn't it? And I think the atmosphere for them and you know, competing in that stadium is awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. I think it also, I was just chatting to one of the other parents, it, it also speaks to the sort of the legacy-type uh uh, infrastructure you get when you hold those big tournaments oh, like that. Yeah. So what are we talking? We're talking 40 years later and yeah. it's still being used and, you know, giant stands and you've got, uh, you know, all the, the great facilities here. Of course, it's been, I'm sure it's been upgraded probably once or twice and then spent some money in maintaining it, but it's, uh, it's certainly fantastic mm. for the kids. And, um, yeah, we're hoping that South Australia will, uh, will do really well, although, uh, both New South Wales and Queensland have brought huge teams up. So, uh, I think they're, We've got about 160 kids, as I said. We've got about 59. So um, fighting out of our weight division, but I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll do very well. How'd the opening ceremony go? Yeah, it was a pretty low-key event. They sort of marched into the stadium. That was last night um, in front of about 500 family and friends. But uh, it was good. Victoria, they, the Victorians threw a cat amongst the pigeon because they did the, the uh, a bit like uh, the American sort of uh, college stuff where they came in and, did this sort of march and did a um, like a chant at the same time. They were singing mm. a song, and so they sort of got on the front foot like a war cry. So yeah. that was uh, rather entertaining. As about 120 Victorian kids marched in, so they certainly uh, they announced themselves and put themselves out there. But no, nah, it's great, and everyone's being represented. Tassie, you've got a team of 29. I think the ACT got about 25. So um, yeah, we'll see how they go. Darcy Fogarty recommits, and there's talk he's got an eight in front of it. Whoa. Yeah, look, I think it, it, it's great that um, that he has. I think that's, you know, I don't think anyone <clears throat> was worried too much, but um, still, you know, like you still need to get those things done. And from from the, the football club's perspective and the Crows, it's a, it's a great result to get it done out of the road early because sometimes, and I think we probably saw it with Josh Jenkins, it can sometimes get out of hand where, mm. you know, let's say Darcy kicked, a couple of bags of, <clears throat> excuse me, five or six early on, or he continues his great form on, all of a sudden people will say, hang on a minute, um, you know, Harry Mackay is getting 900 and he's, you know, kicked the same amount of goals as Darcy Fogarty and maybe, you know, like some of those conversations start happening. Um, and, you know, the flip side, of course, is he has a bit of a quiet start to the year and people start saying, oh, well, you know, like I'm not sure we should be paying big money for this young fellow. But when you get it done pre-season, it's out of the way, clearly both club and player are able to come to an agreement that they're happy with. Um, so I think that's just plain sailing and good darts by all concerned. And Darcy can just worry about getting, getting really fit again and, you know, continuing on from where he left off last year, 33 goals and predominantly most of them are in the second half. If he can have a 
a 50-goal season, that would be a huge bonus for the Adelaide Footy Club. So, Bix, out of the lads at the Adelaide Crows that are out of contract at the end of 23, is there any other must-signs at this stage? I think Tom Duda is probably the only one. I looked through the list. You know, there's a list of, um, what is it, probably around 14 or 15 players. Tom Duda is an unrestricted free agent. So, you know, the ability to get him locked away early um, and he's in that age bracket where Adelaide don't have a lot of players in that um, 26, 27 age bracket. They've got a lot of, well, not when I say a lot, they've got a number who are sort of 29 plus. Uh, They've got a lot who are in the sort of low 20s and younger but they don't have many of those sort of mid-range players, 100 game to 150. So I think he's, he'd be one they'd like to keep. I think Jordan Buck is out of contract. I think that uh, clearly they see him as a key pillar going forward. So I think it'd be nice to, to get him locked away. He didn't have a great season last year, but the year before that he was outstanding. And I think, you know, at 197 centimetres, he's proved he can play against the best defenders. I think mm-hmm. they, you know, I would hope they'd be looking to put a long-term deal in front of him. Then after that, you know, probably... Uh, McAdam uh, had a really good year last year, finished the top 10 in the best and fairest. He's out of contract, so I'd expect him, if he performs anywhere similar to that, he'll have no problems getting a new contract. But after that, there's lots of wait and sees, you know, like, you know, the Jones, Mackesy, Haightley, Schomburg, they're all, you know, there's three of those are a top dozen picks. Schomburg's an early second round pick. He's in the 20s. You'd love to see them play some really good footy that will give you confidence to say, here's a three-year deal. We can see you're progressing. We can see that in three years' time, you're going to be one of the stalwarts of, of this side. But right at the moment, I just think you'd be a little bit nervous putting uh, long-term deals in front of those guys. And then you've got a whole heap of guys who are a little bit at the crossroad. Like, at the end of this year, Lockie Murphy will have played six seasons. Andy McPherson will have played six seasons. And you have to make a decision, <clears throat> are those guys part of our future going forward? So that'll be an important year for those guys. Um, Josh Worrell's a, a guy who's played under 10 games and he's entering his fourth year. So he needs to, to cement a place in the side. And then you've got <clears throat> a group of older players, you know, Matt Crouch, it's his last year. What's his future look like? Paul Seedsman, there's an injury cloud over him. And, and of course, you've got Taylor Walker and Rory Sloan. So... Yeah, it's going to be, I think there's a, you know, mate, potentially a few banana skins to, uh, to to navigate for Adelaide with their list management. But hopefully, if players play well, the contracts look after themselves. Where the, where yeah, the, the interest and the speculation comes from is, is when people are, you know, up and down and, and they're not consistent performers and then that makes it, uh, gives you a few headaches. And the Port Adelaide list uh I had a look at it and thought uh, probably four guys that are must signs. I don't know yep. how you see that. Oh, look, <clears throat> I had I had three that just jump off the page. George Yardis, uh, Pal Pepper, uh, Pal Pepper was spectacular mm. this last season. So I think he's <clears throat> and he's in a phase of his life now where you know a young family. I think he could really uh, continue to move forward as a player. George Yardis, we know we're yep. expecting he's going to get better, and and I think. For me, he's probably number one because he's probably the biggest flight risk. You know, there was some speculation yes. this year that maybe he's, you know, keen to head back to, to uh, WA. And, of course, you've got the West Coast Eagles who are going to be down the bottom, most likely. And they've got, you know, a big fat checkbook, you would think, yep. with the retirement of some key players. So um, he's one that they would like to, to put to bed. And I think Miles Bergman is the other one who yes. most good judges think he's a really good player. 
Then in the next sort of bracket, I had Kane Farrell. I really like to see Kane Farrell start the year off really well, probably playing across half-back again, yep. playing that, you know, even Carl Amon's role. If he plays anything, you know, like he did late last year in the first half, I think he'd get something nice in front of him. But then there's some nice young players as well. I think Burgoyne, Ward and Tickle, um, if yes. they continue to improve, I think there's some, you know, there's some certainty. I think the club would like to, to you know, put some, you know, two or three year deals in front of those guys to give them <clears throat> some some certainty going forward. But Port Adelaide have got a couple that, you know, are a little bit interesting. You know, you've got Lysette, you know, where's he going to end up at the end of the year? He'll be 31 years of age. He's had a lot of injuries. So I think he has to have a really strong year. Charlie Dixon is another one who had an injury interrupted start to the season. Fantasia couldn't get on the park. And Tom Jonas is another one for me. Like I, I love Tom and everything he brings, but He's just been such a battering ram over the last yes. couple of years. He just looked really tired, I thought, in the back half of last year. So I'd love to see him have a year where he doesn't get smashed around too much, plays really good footy, uh, and then I think that'll look after itself. And then there's, I think Bonner's an interesting one. Mackenzie needs to get fit. You've got McEntee, you've got Hayes. Uh, Williams really hasn't had much of a run out of it either. So there's probably half a dozen who need to impress and have really good seasons to uh, to put their case forward to, to get some sort of tenure next year. Um, wish Xavier our best. Give him some jumping beans tonight. <laughs> Stay safe and we'll speak to you Monday. It will do. Thanks, guys. Well done, Mark Pickley, our guest.